Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. Kids are sleeping upstairs and the baby's asleep behind me. So Jake and I thought we'd jump right on here and bring you a brand new episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. Hope you guys are having an awesome February 22nd, 2022. I'm Josh Houts. Let me welcome you in to my co-host, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. You can follow him on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. Jake, lots to talk about, but first, how's it going today, man? Josh, we are all recovering. We are all trying to rebound from our first Sunday since August without football. Now we're going to be those guys who come out and say we are not going to have football on Sunday until August. So I think the better question is, how are you recovering, Josh? How are you handling the fact that there is no film for you to cut up on Sunday night? No quotes, no gifts, no memes. What are you doing 
Well, I mean, I think we all yesterday, at least we were talking about that to a turn of a little hype video, but I don't think you're ready to talk about that right now. But um, I'm just trying to get as much sleep as I can, man. They say you lose sleep when you have one kid. You know, you do when you have two, it's even less. And now with three, oh, my God. So I'm just glad we're able to come on here, man, and talk Dolphins football. So we're going to make our way through this offseason bring you some draft picks. I honestly been looking at the running backs in this class. So I guess that's what I've been doing, but um, it sucks to not have football in our life, but let's be honest, man, we haven't had football or at least the dolphins football, what we wanted for what four or five weeks now. So, um, you know, once the calendar hits January, we're kind of expecting there goes our football. <laughs> sad, but true. Sad, but true. And Josh, as we do, as is part of our brand, we finished recording our last show as soon Perfect as timing. the dolphins, <laughs> announced the rest of their coaching staff. They had a nice press release. I didn't see a lot of other teams actually doing like a full-blown press release. So this is our entire staff uh, and titles. But Josh, Sam Madison will join as the assistant defensive backs coach. And you have an interesting quote here, Josh. And I got to ask the important question. Uh, It says here, McDaniel's staff includes more than 300 years of coaching experience, including 183 years at the NFL level. I have to ask. Is that good? I don't. I don't know. I I, I have no idea, and I just want. I was going to make the joke that's that's still slightly less than Chan Gailey, right? Like Chan Gailey still. <laughs> so I mean, it was a nice. It was nice to hear. It also went on to say, you know, the staff highlights three former Dolphins players, all of whom played together on the 2004 Dolphins team. Those three will become the 12th, 13th, and 14th former players on uh, to come back and coach a Dolphins. So I thought that was interesting. I honestly could not have told you that they were all on the same team back in 2004. I mean, my brain's absolutely fried. But I think, you know, when we saw Mike McDaniel going down the, the hallway, man, we talked about Mass and we talked about Sertan. I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know they were going to reunite this tandem. But, um, you know, what that means to this Dolphins secondary – anyone could guess, but I mean, I'm excited, man. The sky's the limit for that unit. And I mean, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, they are, you know, the modern day Sam Madison and Patrick Sertan. So sign me the F up. I think, I think they want to do the opposite of having the sky be the limit. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they want to force to run <laughs> I, the football? I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I... <laughs> Josh, I think that is the perfect segue here. Uh, you hinted at it. You, you can't control yourself. So I got to ask another very important question here. Do you think you could beat Tua at Dance Dance Revolution? Because there was a video that came out yesterday, and all I could think is, one, this guy spent a lot of time in the mall playing Dance Dance Revolution. And two, I could probably beat him at that spider game that you played when you were, like, seven at, at like, Dave and Buster's where you got to stomp the spiders. After that, he's probably got me beat. Yeah, there's no way I'm beating him. And I got to be honest, man, it looked like I was watching like a Shakira video, the way those hips didn't lie. So, I mean, I know we all hyped up all these offseason videos last year. We're going to do our best not to do it. But I had made a joke, man, when that ball came out of his arms, it looked like that video from way back when of Randy Johnson, you know, decapitating that bird. So um, I might Photoshop that, might make that a video, but um, we shouldn't get too hyped up about these things. But um, I don't know what people, I don't know what people expected, right? I think it wasn't even the trainer or two of that, you know, posted this video. And let's be honest, he got what, six? 67,000 views and Dolphins Twitter was buzzing. So we're not going to sit here and do this all offseason, get hyped again. But um, I can understand why it's getting posted. And you should look for plenty more to a propaganda as the offseason goes on. Josh, I got to ask you, too. Um, he was throwing the football to Lynn Bowden. Is that a good sign? What do you take of that? Is that something we should be overreacting to? Maybe more than him, you know, hucking the football around uh, in early February. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, it just basically confirms he's the next Debo Samuel. I mean, we saw him liking yeah, right. some, we saw him liking tweets where people say, you know, I'll bring Mike McDaniel and, you know, he's going to turn you into the next Debo. The 
the frame's similar, man. I mean, I know he was a running back college. I'm not going to – there's no other Debo Samuel. But, I mean, I like to see it. I mean, we thought Lynn Bowden was going to have a big year last year. The injury, you know, obviously set him back. But when you look at this roster, I mean, there's a chance for Lynn Bowden to be a, a talented, you know, piece in this offense. So, um, I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad we're seeing it in, what, February. But, again, I'm not getting too excited. Yeah, and I think it's important to keep in mind here that when – someone brings up a comparison to Dio Samuel. I don't think it means, you know, being that a hundred, uh, you know, percent versatile wide receiver who's going to be a 99 in Madden. I think it means that he's going to find ways to let players impact the game, maybe in a certain special way, like Jalen Waddle, we saw where, you know, we've had coaches in the past where that wouldn't be the case. You know, they wouldn't throw the football enough. Maybe they wouldn't blitz enough um, if they, you know, had a couple extra pass rushers. So I think that's where the excitement comes from. And, Steve O'Sane is just such an ideal, perfect example of that, that we all kind of lunge towards. But that's kind of why you bring in someone like McDaniel, I guess, where he can make these situations happen and, and let players thrive a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get too sidetracked here because it wasn't even in the rundown, but I think it was Peter King of Football Morning in America. He had a nice quote. Um, it said about Debo, being a leader isn't what, uh, I guess it came from McDaniel. He said, being a leader isn't what you say, it's what you do. Be the best student in the classroom. Work the hardest in practice. Give more effort at everything. You know those days you feel like crap, McDaniel said. Everybody else does too. Those are the days you've got to ask more of yourself, show more of yourself. He then went on to talk about a quote that if Debo did everything right last year, he would be an all-pro first-team player and he would make Mike McDaniel a head coach. And guess what, Jake? Debo Samuel was a first-team all-pro and Mike McDaniel is a head coach. So that's pretty awesome to hear. And, you know, it goes back to the whole can Mike McDaniel lead a room? I mean, Debo Samuel just had his best year. He went on to say, you know, a lot of these guys have their best season under this coaching staff, this system. So I'm getting goosebumps thinking about, man, but I am sorry to get sidetracked there, but I'm excited to see what Mike McDaniel could do with some of these pieces. Waddle, waddle, baby. At Debo Samuel, I was just kind of curious. He was a mid-second round pick. And we're getting towards that time, Josh, where we're wondering the Dolphins sit there at 26, not 28, I think. Um, that's right on the fringe where this is a situation where they have a couple picks next year. I don't think you want to touch those. Uh, you want to see how the situation turns out. Uh, but you have the decision, does another team want to jump back up late into the first round where they can get the fifth-year option on a player they really like, where they think that can kind of be a steal uh, in the long term, while the Dolphins can maybe get you know another second, third-round pick, whatever it may be. Um, or do they move up? Do they try to take advantage of maybe a couple of compensation picks they'll get in upcoming years? And that can come into question, Josh, today because the franchise tag becomes available. We have a couple of players here, Josh. I want to ask you who might be the right guy for the Dolphins of franchise tag. Well, well, first, I just want to go back to that draft pick stuff because you're definitely teasing something there, and that's something we got to talk about all year long. I was going to joke, you know, throw it to throw it to the Falcons, get Calvin Ridley, right? I mean, <laughs> would he not be that explosive receiver? But uh, point, it'll yeah. be the Dolphins have so many different avenues, and I think it's going to be so funny watching all these different, uh, you know, these analysts and stuff trying to pinpoint who the Dolphins are going to take at 29, and then they're going to end up trading out as we've all become accustomed yeah. to. But man, uh, I we weren't going to come on here and talk about. We we're going to break down all these unrestricted phrases to get 20 listed. We'll do that on the next podcast. But as of today, the four 14-day window has opened up for teams to be able to place the franchise or transition tag on players. That gives teams, obviously, till March 8th. The Dolphins have two candidates, like you said. I don't know, man. I feel like Emmanuel Agba is the most valuable defensive player on this team, and we're only going to realize that 
after he's gone. I mean, I know the franchise tags 20.2 million, I think transition tags 16.6, but I mean, Emmanuel Agba has been consistent. I looked at the numbers, man. I mean, nine sacks, the tackles were 45, 41. I mean, he's almost put across the board. He's like a robot and I can't overlook those 12 Dikembe Mutombos as I list them. I mean, he passed defense, you know, got his hands up. He's just a menace. And I think once we lose him in Emmanuel Agba, we're definitely going to realize how important it is. So I think this could go either way. I think when you look at the franchise tag, I mean, it's much cheaper to keep a Gesicki. Again, I don't know why they can't come up with a, a deal for either of these guys. I mean, is this not what we all saw, you know, coming to a head this pat like a year ago? Right. I mean, why are we doing this again? We knew Emmanuel Agba was a talented player. We knew he fit this system. And I mean, you can't tell me no matter what George Kittle, you know, can do that Mike Gesicki can't. You can't tell me that Mike McDaniel can't find a way to use Gesicki's talent to make him that mismatch nightmare that at least warrants $11 million. I mean, I, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? So, Josh, between Byron Jones and Xavier Howard right now, they're 15% of Miami's cash that's going into next year. Obviously, they have a boatload of money they can spend, $62 million. Um, But as of right now, the team's top 20% of money is all defense, Jerome Baker being third on the team. Can you really imagine a situation where, you know, you're already paying three guys that premium money that they're going to – do the same thing for Agba. I agree. I think he's such a vital part of that defense. I think the fact you're bringing in or you're returning a lot of that defensive coaching staff, you saw him have success with Jalen Phillips on the other side that defensive line is going to be intact for, you know, at least a couple more years. Um, but the concern is, can they give another big contract there? Because I don't think the franchise tag is really going to be an option in a situation with someone like Manuel Agba. Yeah, and that's a great point. I guess um, it's just crazy to think that you mentioned, you know, how much salary they would chew up and then to think about how I don't want to say mediocre the Dolphins are, but to think you have three of those, you know, marquee right. players, you know, eating up that much space. I mean, you would like to see better results. So, And it's not like they, the Rams where it's, you know, Ramsey and Donald. I mean, Howard and, and Jones are great, but, you know, there's that tier there. Right. And they proved that, you know, you need more than that. I mean, I guess you kind of talked me off the Agba thing. I still think he's going to be that guy that, again, you know, we watch go elsewhere. I mean, I guess I would ask you, Jake, do you transition tag any of these guys? I mean, I, I thought I had the number down here for um, Gesicki, but I think he might be the transition tag might be like nine million there for them. I and then I guess right that there. would force a, a team to, you know, then they'd have to give a second round draft pick. But then if that doesn't happen, I guess you're forced what to have Gesicki for a, a one year deal around there. So I guess that's the way I look at it. I look at the Dallas Goddard deal, man. He's now the highest paid tight end, I believe, or at least he's now in that tier, you know, with those Kittles and Kelsey's of the world. He's making 14.25 million. Mark Andrews is making 14 million. I mean, I would think Gesicki would get paid less than that, but the way the NFL works, I mean, that next contract's always bigger than the last. So 73 catches, 780 yards, and only two touchdowns, Jake. I mean, I don't know, man. I thought he was in the end zone a lot more than just two times last season. That is crazy when you say that out loud. And that's just part of the issue. You wonder, is this offense, uh, can they sustain, you know, losing someone like Mike Kosicki? Uh, very exciting player, very fun to watch. And, you know, you said it about Agba. This is someone you wish they could have signed last year. I think the deal would look really nice right now. I think it would have seemed like the smart move. Uh, the franchise tag for a tight end is $11 million. Uh, but Josh, when you go up to a wide receiver, that goes to $19 million. So you wonder, Mike Kosicki isn't someone who blocks. We've learned that unless the Dolphins are going to come locked and loaded with Adam Gase film. Um, does this become a situation where Gasicki and his agent maybe try to make an argument that he should get more money towards that uh, wide receiver tag compared to that tight end tag that is like a $8 million or so difference? 
I mean, you would almost have to, right? I mean, I think I think we do have to pat ourselves on the back because I do think a couple, I mean, months ago, you know, when we talked about this and how it might come to a head, I think we said, if I was Mike Asiki, I would say that I'm a wide receiver through all this. I did not know it was that big of a difference, man. So I'm glad you brought that up. But I mean, would you not, if you were a good agent, would that not be at least part yeah. of your argument there? I mean, we see what he does in the slot. I mean, yeah, Mike Asiki. I mean, why not say it? I think Jason Sarney even say, you know, why not just move him out there and make it a, an official uh, move? I mean, obviously you're not going to do that. But I think, you know, he's as talented as a, a wide receiver. I mean, why not? Why not try to go out there and force the Dolphins hand? But then, you know, then there's no way in hell the Dolphins are keeping you around, right? I mean, then you're definitely not sticking around at 19 million. Exactly. And the franchise tag for a tight end right now, like I said, is 11 million. And I'm kind of caught asking myself how much, you know, are you willing to invest the Dolphins sitting there with 62 mil in cap space? Because, you know, I could see a team like the Chargers actually, gosh, any. You know, any of these top five teams. That's what scares me, though. Chargers, Chargers man. Jags. Him and Herbert. <laughs> yep. Or, I mean, even him and Lawrence, I could see that. Him even go to the Bengals, Jets, and Burrow, all these division, inside oh, the division. You know, all this, all these different situations, man. So, I could see someone really investing a lot of money in him, and I understand why. And I think it's really up to Mike McDaniel to ask himself, is this something we can overcome? They just invested in... Uh, you know, trading up for Hunter Long, you wonder, are they going to try to back, bring back Durham Smythe? That's actually a tight end that fits the Mike Daniel system. So there's a lot going into this decision, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the hardest things this whole offseason is going to be trying to project, you know, what Mike McDaniel is going to do. You know, we're just assuming, you know, what he what pieces he wants to bring in or, you know, what he's going to do this offseason, what his offense is supposed to look like. We truly don't know. So, I mean, the way the Dolphins approach these offseasons in the past, I mean, it could be completely different. So um, it, I, I can't wait to see how this whole thing unfolds. But I would just really hate to see, you know, when you mentioned some of the Dolphins talent on that roster. I mean, I would hate to lose Emmanuel Agba and Mike Isiki in that same yeah, right. offseason. But I mean, they drafted Hunter long high last year you know you mentioned Smythe coming out Shaheen can do some things that you know Gasicki can't and I'm talking about blocking except on Twitter but I, I don't know man there's there's lots of potential here for um you know the Dolphins to make moves whether they you know sign their own or they go out there and pick away at some of these high price free agents I do have to mention PFF has the Dolphins signing offensive tackle Teron Armstead of the New Orleans Saints wide receiver Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears re-signing their own tight end Mike Gasicki and Offensive guard Lakin Tomlinson, the San Francisco 49ers. So that was their mock offseason there for the Miami Dolphins. Had them getting two offensive line talents, an awesome wide receiver, and locking up Mike Kosicki. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. One more thing before I wrap it up, Jake, I do have to throw out this little bit of um, I did a thread yesterday. PFF dropped his 2022 QB annual uh, just went through and dove into some of the stats on two. It's talking about lowest three best games, the Jags, Falcons, Giants, three worst games, Jets, Titans, Saints. Uh, you go on, you can see some of his accuracy. But the thing that really stood out to me here, and I mean, there was some good, there was some bad. The quick slant was obviously his go-to. Uh, he had 101.2 passer rating uh, when targeting that route 13% of the time. Some other key metrics, 
Tua ranked 28th in big-time throw percentage out of 32. That is not good. He had a 103 passer rating, which ranked 13th out of 32 and kept clean in the pocket and had a 55.3 passer rating, which was 28th out of 32 when pressured. Most of the Dolphins' pressures came from right tackle Jesse Davis, who allowed 42, and left tackles Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson, who combined for 34 pressures on the right side. One other thing to note, PFF breaks down some of Tua's top targets in key situations. Surprise, surprise, he targeted Waddle the most 30 times on third down, 22 times versus the Blitz, and 15 times in the red zone. So go check that out. Check out that thread. I have some pictures there. I'm probably going to get sued by Pro Football Focus, but I think it's a, a decent read, and there's some good, some bad, just as you would have expected after you watched Tua Tungvaloa after two seasons. So, Josh, I think we recovered. We completed the coaching staff. We will be back later this week, Thursday, Friday. Who knows? That's the glory of the offseason, the excitement, the thrill. Um, they Dolphins have somewhat around 22 free agents. We're going to go into all of them, see what guys might return. And the Dolphins, they're bringing back a lot of their coaching staff. You have to wonder, maybe they'll try to keep that consistency going through a lot of that roster. We will see. But until next time, follow Josh on Twitter at H-O-U-T-Z. That's how it's. I can be found at jmendel94. We will talk to you guys soon. And most importantly, Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami.